0: Greetings, fellow captains, and welcome back to Rank Amateur. Uh, today on Rank Amateur, we again don't have a specific ship to go over because I'm kind of running out of ships to do. However, I have unlocked the Tier 10 U.S. Navy uh, cruiser, USS Des Moines. It's a heavy cruiser, rather. There are two Tier 10 uh, U.S. Navy cruisers that are in the tech tree. Um, and that is after a long time of grinding through what can be said is a very power-corrupt tech tree, but um, in my first battle last night in the Des Moines, I uh, forgot to equip all the right modules and um, all the right consumables because I was so eager to get in battle, and even with uh, less-than-ideal equipment setup, it did fairly well, and I I did appreciate the 5-second reload. Uh, So hopefully next time there will be a... Uh, podcast about the USS Des Moines but until then we have one of the most exciting battles in naval history and that is the Battle of River Plate and the Battle of River Plate just to summarize it real quick was a battle between the Graf Spey and the three cruisers HMS Exeter, HMS Ajax, and HMS Achilles. And uh, HMS Ajax and Achilles are both Leander-class cruisers, Exeter being a York-class heavy cruiser, and obviously the Graf Spee is a Deutschland-class heavy cruiser, or pocket battleship, as they're called by the British. Um, It was a fierce naval action, resulting in heavy damage to all three of the British cruisers, and the eventual scuttling of the Graf Spee. So we'll get into that in a little bit later, but... First, we have some interesting news. There actually has been a lot going on in World of Warships uh, since our last podcast, so let's get right into that. Alright, so there's been a lot going on, as I've alluded to, in um, World of Warships. So you got the High Seas Fleet in the Premium Shop. Uh, You can get different Battle of Jutland containers and things like that. I did get three of them, and I only got Camouflages and Signals, so I don't think you're very likely to get Agincourt or uh, Koenig Albert, or the Coal at your reward that you're supposed to get. (laughs) So that was a bit of a rip-off, but whatever. Um, And then... They obviously, you have the introduction of HMS Agincourt, or I think that's how you pronounce it, or you know, Agincourt. Uh, yeah, Agincourt. It's Agincourt. Never mind. All right, so essentially, uh, HMS Agincourt is um, a secondary spec British battleship, or British Dreadnought, actually. It has, let me see, how many guns does it have? It has just too many, so... Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen three hundred and five millimeter guns. Um, they're really inaccurate or so I hear they're really inaccurate. They don't have great penetration. Um, but there are fourteen of them. Uh and their fuse timers are really long too, so they overpenetrate a lot. But the secondaries are absolutely insane. Um, because remember in the commander update they had uh uh the tier 7 and above uh ships their their secondaries were nerfed but it was actually a buff to tier 6 and below secondaries so agincore or agincors secondaries are very very accurate because if you buff it now this is a terrible commander trainer because no british battleship other than agincore has good secondaries so it's a fun ship to play they say especially when you get in close and brawl because the secondaries just have an absolute ludicrous rate of fire there's 20 152 millimeter uh, 50 mark uh, eight guns and the 1076 76 millimeter 50 caliber qf mark 10 guns and remember that this is a lower tier so even though they only have set the 76 millimeter guns are very small the plating is so thin at this tier that it can penetrate pretty much anything uh, obviously, except for uh, battleship hull plating and things like that. But with the 152s just rip things to shreds. So uh, you can only get it right now through those containers. Uh, don't recommend getting it now because you'll spend way more money in containers waiting, uh, trying to get this thing than, if you will, just uh, waiting for it to arrive in the premium shop, which I think World of Warships said it will eventually. Um, and then you also have the Battle of Jutland. You know, so the containers, new camel and everything like that. Um, and then we have the introduction of HMS tiger uh, specifically the tiger 59 now this ship is a tier 8 cruiser it has 452 millimeter guns essentially just HMS minotaurs the tier 10 uh, British uh, light cruisers turrets it can only fire armor piercing it has smoke and radar no hydro uh, it has a super heel and it has like tier 5 cruiser armor Um... It has no torpedoes, by the way, and no secondaries. The only weaponry it has is anti-aircraft firepower, which is mediocre at best. And, um, these, 452mm uh, rapid-firing guns. Um, general consensus on this ship is... It sucks. It literally is garbage. Um, because of the fact that it has no punching power at all. Yeah, it'll deep start DPMing things, but, um... It doesn't, it doesn't even have that good of DPM, that's all it has. Uh, It only has those four guns, they have a three second reload, and um, they ricochet, I mean, and also has bad maneuverability, the top speed is like 30 knots, and while it has British acceleration, it does not keep the British, or it does not have the British light cruiser characteristic where it keeps its speed through the turns, it bleeds speed like any other cruiser. So during the turns, you can get down to like below 25 knots if you're in a hard turn. Uh, so yeah, that'll get you caught broadside pretty easily. The smoke is is uh, essentially Edinburgh's old smoke before she got nerfed, um, and it does have radar, but I believe it's shorter range radar and doesn't have that great of duration. Or maybe I'm just mistaken. Maybe it's normal radar. But even with that, it doesn't have hydro, so you get torpedoed in your smoke all the time if you're not careful. Um, and battleship comes around the corner, you're just freaking dead, man. There's there's no way you're gonna come out of that one because you don't have the torpedoes like Edinburgh does or Minotaur does where they can they can send those torps around the islands when that battleship blunders into them they're just gonna get sunk. Nope, not with the Tiger fifty nine. So general consensus is just get the Exeter instead, or if you're looking for a tier eight cruiser, go with the Adigo. Or the Eugen, Like the, the mines, they said, and the Attago are leagues ahead of this thing, and even the Prince Eugen's a better decision than this. It's just not worth the money. Now, if you get it in a crate or something like that, or a container, rather, they said it's fine, but just it is not worth it, not what it was supposed to be. I was really looking forward to this ship, too. I really wanted it because I'm looking at going either up to British light cruisers or heavy cruisers, and I was looking for a good trainer for this because I have my Jingles Commander. It's going to get him up to, like, however many points, like, 15, uh, skill points or something like that. Nope. Not the right ship to do it in, apparently. I mean, it does look really cool, but, like, nope. Not the ship you want. Um, and then there's, uh, update 10.5 is going to be coming out. And in update, uh, 10.5, they're looking at, um, removing team damage, which is cool. So no, I don't, I don't even know why they did that anyways, um to uh, why they had team damage in the first place. It just does not seem like a good idea because people are going to go around just griefing others. So they're getting rid of that now, so that problem should should be gone. Um, maybe the average IQ of the of a team will rise because you got all those uh, window lickers who are just there to kill their own teammates. Uh, but one of the big things that's happened is the introduction of the battleship IGN Izzy. Now, Izzy is a hybrid battleship aircraft carrier. It's an Izzy-class battleship, uh, same as uh, the Hayuga, that is in um, World of Warships at Tier 7. It's that uh, essentially just a Tier 7 Fuso with a reload booster. I mean, there are differences, um, but that's basically how she's played. It's it's kind of a, just a basic comparison to what ship is uh, most likely in the game. But there is nothing like the Izzy in World of Warships. First of all, she has rocket and anti-aircraft defense. Uh, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's just what she had on her in World War II. The, those uh, rockets were not really effective in World War II. They're more just kind of an experiment. But she's equipped with eight uh, 356 millimeter guns. Uh, she is a Tier Six battleship, by the way. Um, so that's that's not a whole lot of punching power. I mean, the Congo has that kind of punching power at Tier Five. But her real gimmick, her her whole thing, is that she can also launch torpedo bombers yes the issue was converted after uh, the defeat of the british at um at midway where they lost like four of their carriers uh she was converted into a half aircraft carrier half battleship hybrid because the japanese did not have enough money nor time nor work to convert the whole thing to an aircraft carrier so they converted half of it and it's essentially just kind of like a seaplane tender so it launches um four seaplanes um, they're pretty fast. They have rocket-assisted takeoff, and these planes, there's four of them in a squadron, and they drop two torpedoes each, so the torpedoes do like 2,000-something damage, and it is kind of ridiculous. Uh, it's, in, by itself, the ship is not super great. But when you get three of them in the vision, you attack a target at the same time. I've seen these things like nuke Dunkirks and things like that in one in one go because they'll try to the Dunkirk will try to avoid from one side and the other is he'll just drop from the other side, so they have no choice but to take at least some torpedoes. sometimes they'll take all of them if they're stopped so um, I feel like this is a good thing or it's going to be kind of a flash in the pan, you know. It'll be kind of the thing to have for like a month and then people will forget about it because it's just mediocre. It's only really that, it's only powerful in a division. And even then, it's more of an annoyance. I've never really seen any of these ships doing like ludicrous amounts of damage. I'm sure there's someone who's already gone gotten like 200,000 damage and then like six or seven kills. Uh, but that is not the norm in this ship. It is not, uh, not that great, but um, it's certainly a good ship, uh, something to pick up, because it is, it is unique. There's nothing like it. Um, there will be something like it in a little bit. The IJN Tone is coming in. It's a Tier eight version of this, essentially, except it's a cruiser, so it's got um, eight 203-millimeter guns in the front and then a flight deck in the back, or in the stern. So that should be interesting to see, and that's, that's kind of all that's happened. Oh, uh, there's a winner to the Pirates event um, for the Missouri. Uh, there's four winners, so there's three, uh, I guess players who won it, and then one pirate won it, so the three players are Battleship Washington Mark One, uh, Bob Loblaw, <laughs> that is a, that was a mouthful, and then Tovron. uh, those are the three players who won, uh, Tier Nine USS Missouri, and then, uh, their pirate who won it was, uh, Gatsby Swim, and, uh, so yeah, that was an interesting event, I came so close to killing one of them, it... I was killing a Georgia, and then the Georgia stepped behind, or uh, went behind an island, and then someone nuked it over the island, and I was I was gonna kill it as it came around the side, uh, but no Jolly Roger for me. My my friends who play World of Warships, two of them got it, or yeah, both of them got it, um, so they're flying the Jolly Roger flag all the time when I'm playing a division with them, just to rub it in, because I really really wanted that flag. Oh well, hopefully it comes around again, maybe sometime midsummer, because then I'll be a then I'll be a pirate and get it for sure. Wait to get that flag. Anyways, that is it for World of Warships news right now, and in a sec, right after the break, we'll be back with the Battle of River Plate. Alright, so thank you for staying with us uh, on Rank Adventure, and now we are about to go into the Battle of the River Plate. So the Battle of the River Plate, to give some prefix uh, to this battle, um, the Grash Bay is a pocket battleship. It has two or six two hundred and eighty-three millimeter guns. Uh it's essentially just two Shornhorst turrets, one at the bat or one at the forward, one at the aft. Um, and it's a sort of battle cruiser, sort of heavy cruiser mix. It's kinda got battlecruiser type guns. In like battle cruiser-ish armor in places, heavy cruiser-ish armor in other places, um, but it's a very formidable ship because it could steam at 13 knots and have a 19,000 mile range. Uh, so these things were ideal for commerce raiding, and essentially that's what it had been doing it, before the war started. Since Germany knew they were going to invade Poland and start a war, they sent Admiral Grauschpey with a dedicated supply ship out to the South Atlantic to just uh, wait there until the war started, and then start causing mayhem down there. And that's exactly what they did. So the Grosh Bay went down and sunk nine merchantmen with uh, by December 7th, 1939. And um, the British were starting to get annoyed by the fact that they couldn't track this thing down. So they sent a few detachments down there to go looking for it. And that amounted to a total of eight detachments down there and still could not find her. Um, but eventually the... Um, Grash Bay started running out of supplies a bit because they had been steaming down there and wreaking havoc for so long They were just gonna go to a South American port to replenish and the British figured that well She's gonna have to come into port sometime And they'll probably come into a neutral port because most of Africa is basically owned by the Allies So they probably won't venture into there and most of South America actually pretty much all of South America was neutral Meaning they could dock there to resupply for 24 hours uh, so the British had stationed task forces all the way up the South American coast. And one of those task forces was the South American division commanded by Commodore Henry Hardwood, or Harwood. Uh, and it, this um, command consisted of four ships. It was going to be the county-class heavy cruiser HMS Cumberland. So that's uh, essentially just a Jevonshire and World of Warships, or you World of Warships players. Uh, HMS Exeter, Tier Five Premium and HMS Ajax and Achilles, um, and those are two Leander-class cruisers, and HMS Achilles is really HMNZS Achilles, because it was commanded by the New Zealanders, and most of the crew was from New Zealand, uh, so they were tasked with just guarding the convoys around that area of the world, uh, just in the general South Atlantic in search for this commerce raider, and... They did manage to come by, and you'd be like, well, HMS Cumberland was never part of the Battle of River Plate. Exactly. The largest unit of the convoy was uh, off-detached guarding the Falklands by itself um, while this uh, command was patrolling North and South, uh, or the Mid-Atlantic and South Atlantic in search for the Grouch Bay. And you might be thinking, well, why would they send such a lightly armored and armed task force after one of the most heavily armed and successful commerce raiders in the German Navy? Well, that's a good question. To tell you the truth, the British really didn't think much of the Graf Spee. They thought that they could take it out uh, fairly easily, and they were willing to throw pretty much everything uh they were just going to throw their throwaway units at it so the units that they really they could afford to lose the royal navy at this point could afford to lose like three ships to one for the german navy and still come out on top so they knew that they could be sloppier and not have to spend as much time uh with the garage bay because they could just simply overwhelm it with their numbers that's essentially what happened here um, it was a very sloppy battle by the British and a very well-fought one for the Germans because they were three uh, v one essentially, and they almost managed to come out on top. If um, if the British or the German machines weren't so complicated, they could have steamed back to Germany, repaired themselves, and then come back out for another commerce raiding journey and maybe sink a few British ships in the process. So, without further ado, let's actually get into the battle itself. So the battle occurred on a clear summer morning, and um, the three British cruisers encountered the um, Grash Bay at a range of approximately 19,000 yards when the Grash Bay was northwest of them, heading directly towards them. Uh, As the range was uh, 19,000 yards, or uh, 17.3 kilometers, the... Both opened fire immediately. Um, Exeter turned westward or west, uh, heading to get um, to Groshbase's starboard flank in order to split the fire. And then the two light cruisers worked up to full speed uh, around the north to try to get uh, across the Groshbase battles. And then um, essentially they uh, were trying to distract her while the Exeter could get her a crossfire, and then they could um, uh, shoot at her from both sides. Um, essentially they were trying to flank her and then get her to turn around so Exeter could get shots on the broadside. Uh, and this worked. The they really took a hook, line, and sinker. Uh, they changed course to the east and then laid a smoke screen. changed course back to the northwest. And then the commanding officer divided his fighter as Hardwood intended, Uh, but then realized what the Exeter was trying to do, so then quickly concentrated all of the 11-inch batteries on her and hit her three times, putting the B-turret out of action and causing the ship to be uh, conned from emergency after steering position because the conning tower was hit and destroyed. Uh, To ease the pressure, Exeter fired some torpedoes and then hit some three, three more times. Um... After 35 minutes of a fire exchange, uh, she had one turret left operable, an increasing list from flooding caused by the Grosh Bay's uh, penetrations. Um, and she was barely able to stay in the action, so she required assistance from Ajax and Achilles. Um, and Ajax launched a spotting aircraft and it closed on the enemy, and the Ajax only faced resistance from the Grosh Bay's secondary armament. Um, so the 6-inch projectiles from the Ajax... Uh, bounced off the German's armor, but the Exeter's three hits had penetrated very deep into the ship, so the Ajax was struggling to damage the uh, German's the, the German ship. The commander of the Graf Captain Langsdorf, uh, made extensive use of smoke and course changes to upset the Light Cruiser's uh, rangefinders and uh, um, accuracy, and uh, effectively put the Exeter out of action. So he began to concentrate the fire on the lighter ships, which actually saved the Exeter from sinking. Had the captain of the Graf Bay concentrated all his fire on the, uh, on the Exeter, he very likely would have sunk it, and then turned his fire onto the light cruisers, who had just simply been bouncing projectiles off the turrets and other heavy armor of the Graf Spee, and could have sank them too, because he had faced only minor damage to some of his, of his fuel tanks. The uh, German commander had actually come out of his uh, control position, which was armored to protect him, and gone to the exposed foretop uh, bridge, and he was slightly wounded by splinters and probably concussed by the blast of the guns, or probably concussed, rather, uh, by the blast, and the British were actually puzzled to see that he was not altering course to go away from the neutral South America, Um because This was because his ship had suffered 203mm uh, hits and uh, 18 152mm uh, hits. Um, and the only 203mm hit that caused significant damage was a hole in the starboard bow, uh, which was leaking fuel and contaminating some of the fuel supplies of the uh, garage Bay with seawater. Um, so he made for Monte, Monte Veneto, in Ugaroy, and was trailed at a respectful distance by Harwood's two light cruisers HMS Ajax and Achilles. Uh, However, he was only allowed 24 hours in a neutral port, but because repairs were were needed and medical assistance was also needed, 72 hours were granted. Uh, Meanwhile, the British Admiralty was dispatching every possible warship in the area to blockade the Graf Spee in the port. Um, and the nearest heavy group was, I believe, like 3,000 miles away or something like that, or 2,000 miles away. So it would take them a long while to get there. So for now, it was just the damaged Exeter, the damaged Ajax, and Achilles. Or oh, by the way, Ajax had received a single 203mm hit, which knocked out two of her turrets. Um, however, seeing that, the repairs could not be... Uh, affected by the 72 hours and that there was no choice of fight or no chance of fighting his way back to germany um the captain langsdorf decided to request permission to scuttle the ship from berlin which was granted and on december 17th the garage was sailed out into the harbor and the magazines were, were set alight everyone jumped off the ship and the ship exploded and sank uh, in very shallow water, and the wreck was just kind of a steaming pile of nothing. The reason why they didn't intern the ship in the neutral port is because the British Admiralty would have likely come and inspected the ship for all of its classified radars and things like that, which were very advanced for the time. So, what was the result of this battle? Well, it showed that Britain was a bit sloppy. Actually, um, the uh, first Sea Lord Sir Dunley Pound wrote the, um, the hard wrote to Commodore Harwood, sorry, I can't not speak today, me no English. Uh, so he wrote, as things turned out, I'm delighted that you did not have the Cumberland with you. Even if you had not sunk the Grashbe, Bay, it would have not been so glorious an affair, essentially saying, dude, you were really sloppy in what you did. There was better ways to handle uh, your forces, and I'm glad that my heavy cruiser wasn't with you because it would have been sunk too, or could have been sunk, or heavily damaged. The Exeter spent a year in drydock after this because she had all but one of her turrets completely knocked out, and that one turret that was operational, I believe of it only one gun was left operational. Um, she had suffered like, uh, I think like 150 casualties or more, and spent more than, uh, spent a long time um, in repairs. So, uh, when she came out of those repairs, she sailed to the Java Sea, only to be sunk by the Japanese in the second battle of the Java Sea. HMS Ajax went to get repaired and served throughout the war, and survived the war, and I believe HMS Achilles suffered this er, was, um, the same. She was only lightly damaged. HMS Ajax was pretty heavily damaged by, uh, 8-inch fire, even though she only received one, um, or 11-inch hit. I, I think I said 203 millimeters before, I meant 283 millimeters... Uh, she also received several hits from the, or many hits, I should say, from the uh, Grashby's secondaries, and, and those secondaries were very accurate. Uh, the Achilles did see, receive a few hits from the secondaries, not too many, as the secondaries concentrated their fire on HMS Ajax. Uh, HMS Achilles did suffer uh, four dead and three wounded. Uh, the Granche Bay did suffer 30 dead and 50 wounded. I believe it was uh, 35 dead and 60 wounded, uh, which ha- weighed heavily on the commander. He saw that uh, he thought that he had a failure, and his or he was a failure, and his crew was interned in Montenegro. Um, so he unfortunately committed suicide several days after the battle, which was fairly sad because he held off three, uh, advanced British cruisers and a f- with a fourth coming on the way. So, I think he handled himself the way he should have been. Uh, his use of smoke and course changes was fairly, uh, successful in dodging the shellfire from the British, and I believe he had nothing to be ashamed of. Um, however, HMS, or, uh, Commodore Harwood and his HMS Exeter probably should, um, I believe they probably could have handled themselves a bit better. I feel like if uh, HMS Ajax would have accompanied the Exeter to kind of draw some fire uh, from the main guns away from Exeter, and you had maybe HMS Achilles that was in the flanking position, could have been a better use of the ships, or just waited for support from the Cumberland, um, which was a proper heavy cruiser, I believe this battle may have ended in a more favorable circumstances for the British. However, uh, HMS Ajax and Achilles were closing to Torpedo Garage Bay when HMS Ajax was hit by that 283mm round so they uh, suddenly changed course and retreated from the torpedo range for the Ajax and Achilles. HMS Exeter's torpedoes did not hit the Grausch Bay, they were dodged by the German pocket battleship and did not intimidate the pocket battleship at all. Um, uh, HMS Cumberland actually steamed at thirty at full speed for 36 hours while trying to close the distance between it and the Battle of the River Plate, but by the time it arrived the battle had already concluded. Uh, the Grash Bay had been, or was about to be scuttled, and her assistance was no longer needed, and that was uh, one of the first major actions, or if not the first major naval action of World War II. The Battle of River played interesting in um, the fact that all those ships are modeled in World of Warships, so if you want to go into a training battle, you can liter- literally recreate the battle at River Plate with HMS Exeter, um, the Grosh Bay, and 2 Leander Leandra-class cruisers, um, so, four people, I think that would be, uh, something interesting to do, uh, probably have to go with my friends once they unlock those ships, as they are, uh, working their way through the tech trees, um, and the HMS Exeter is a ship that I am interested in buying in World of Warships, just because it's, it's so unique, um, it has, it's the lowest, sh- uh, tier ship that has a super heal, I believe um giving it around 50,000 effective or health because it does have twenty twenty nine thousand 29,000 health I think and uh, with the two super heals you can get around or two or three super heals you can get around uh 50,000 uh health which I think is pretty cool so I might invest in that because I'm considering grinding up the the uh, Royal Navy heavy cruisers or the um or the Japanese uh, gunboat destroyers in which I will get the premium Attico so uh, whichever one you w- would prefer that I complete, uh, please email me. I am open to your suggestions. As both of those lines, I am going to grind up. It's just which ones I do first. Um, I'm almost done with the uh, U.S. Battleships line. I just need a bit more XP to get to Montana. And uh, obviously complete the U.S. Heavy Cruiser grind. And I am just a few thousand coal away from getting the Palmern. Uh, I think I'm 7,000 coal away from the bomber right now, so I I will obviously be doing a review on that to show you if it's worth it or not, and if it still works in the meta. They That's probably going to be coming sometime in July, though, because I still have to get uh, Commander trained up to um, the appropriate amount of skill points to support a full secondary build, and I also have a few ships like the Des Moines and the Montana um, coming in between then. But that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed it. My... Uh, podcast on the battle of the river plate uh if you have any questions or suggestions or well uh, hopefully not concerns but if you do have those please feel free to email me i love uh, uh reading your emails and responding to them getting engaged with the community that is rankamateurpodcast at gmail.com don't forget to uh, get some merchandise from my merchandise store. All that the proceeds go to support the podcast. Um, I'm hopefully going to use the podcast the proceeds that I've gathered from uh, ad revenue so far uh, to purchase uh, the either the Adigo or the Exeter or maybe both. And uh, yeah, so don't forget to check out some other World of Warships podcasts. I believe uh, MSG2007 has started a new podcast, so check him out. And until next time, captains!